you're listening to Conversations with Kerry. This is a business building podcast for busy parents struggling with the juggle of starting or running a business alongside their responsibilities as a parent. Today, I'm speaking to someone who wears many hats. She is a mum, a speaker, an author and business owner, and I'm going to be asking her for her top tips to get work done, hit goals, and also the one thing she'd go back and tell her younger self. This interview is with one of my very good friends. She's full of wisdom, laughs, and some genuinely actionable tips. So I hope you enjoy episode two. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our podcasts and head over and give us a review. I'm going to be reading a review out each week. And if your review gets read out on the show, I will be reaching out to you and you can claim an Amazon voucher to spend on whatever you wish. But quickly, before we dive into today's episode, I just want to give a shout out to our podcast sponsor, and that is Tide. Tide are an app-based banking solution for small business owners. I have been a customer of theirs for some years now, and I truly believe that they are both a brilliant platform and also I believe in their mission to empower small business owners. So if you'd like to find out more about Tide, about signing up, and also about their amazing member perks, head over to their website, tide.co. Now for real. Let's get on to the interview. Today we are talking to Abby Raw. Abby is mum to Ava, wife to the lovely Steve. Please tell Steve that I just gave him a plug on the podcast. She is an author, a podcaster, and has been ranked for years as one of the top family bloggers in the UK. Her award-winning blog, You Baby, Me Mummy, led her to teach other women how to monetize their online presence and start an additional income stream. She has run a membership site, a social media subscription service, and she also works for other entrepreneurs, helping them create amazing content that converts to big business. She's also one of my closest friends. So welcome to the podcast, Abby Raw. Hello, Kerry. Thank you for having me. Well, this is like old times. It is. I'm still in my spare room. Yours has changed. Yeah, mine has I'm not. now here, not in France. I'm now back in the UK. Hooray! Awesome. Yay! And a lot happier. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking to Abby about some quick tips that she would give to other women who are struggling with the whole juggle of being a mum and working, freelancing or running a business. So they're going to be tips that Abby has picked up on her own journey in business. So we're going to start off by giving you a bit of a prompt to give our lovely listeners one thing that you do that makes your current day work a little bit easier because you work across quite a lot of things. You've got the school run, your husband works away sometimes, well, the majority of the time, so you're on your own quite a bit. So what is something that you would say makes your days with juggling everything a little bit easier? I am a bit of a planner. Oh, really? Planner, actually. <laughs> and I have a few different ways I plan, and it does change sometimes. I have like seasons of what I do, depending on what I'm focused on or which planner I like look of best. But I have a happy planner at the moment, and every week on the weekend, I will go and I'll put all of the things from my calendar into my happy planner because there's something brilliant about actually putting pen to paper and you get that little endorphin hit when you tick it off so I do use a happy planner to keep organized and all the meetings go in there everything goes in there and I think planning in general making sure that you don't just wing it however tempting that is 
will keep you sane as you say like all of us not you know not just me by a long shot but we're all doing the school run the dog walks the multiple different things that we've got to do at any time you know I've got my business to run and as Kerry said I work for other people too and if you don't plan however you want to plan whether that is digitally or on paper or however it will fall out of your head at some point and I think even if it doesn't it takes up like cognitive energy you know you you've got to try and keep it all in your head and try and remember what you're doing and I think that sometimes it does start to fall out so even if it's your routine that you kind of do and you've got it down writing it down just gets it out of your head onto paper and then you can just tick it off or click it off on the computer when you do it and it gives you a little buzz so my main tip would be planning. Also in the business I work in, we use Asana, which is just a planning tool. And there's lots of different ones, ClickUp, Trello, whatever, they're all pretty much the same. But we have a lot of our communication through Asana. So that's actually a really useful tool to look into as well, if that floats your boat. I find myself, I kind of go through phases of planning. Like I'm either really good, I'm like an all or nothing planner. I'm really good or I'm completely off the wagon. But everything does go a lot smoother and things, less balls get dropped if you are a little bit more organised. And it's a Sunday today as we record this. So you might have given me the impetus to plan my next week and I'll I'll let you know Friday how I get on. You've got to do it. (laughs) It's so important. Or she'll chastise me. And also, I must say, she is the most planned and organised woman I've ever met in my entire life. So it's got to work for something hooray <laughs> hooray can I have a medal <laughs> gold star I'll send you one in the post <laughs> so our second tip that we're going to talk about today is thinking about growth because it's really difficult I think when you're really busy in the here and now to keep your eye on the prize kind of thing thinking about going forward I think when we start a business or we start something new we sometimes spend a bit of time thinking oh yeah I'd love this to go here or my big goal for it is down the line to make this much money or to win this kind of award and then when we get into the day-to-day actual running of a business or trying to juggle work and parenting and all the other things it can be quite easy to forget the kind of end goal or the place you want to go and you can get quite bogged down with all the minute details and the day-to-day stuff so do you have a tip that helps you to grow what do you do to help you look towards the future of your business and your life goals and places you want to get to So I've always struggled a little bit with, I suppose it's creative thinking or visionary thinking. So I'm a bit of a kind of like, let's just do my best and see what happens, you know, rather than I would like my business to bring in this much money. You know, I'm much more of like, I'm just going to put everything into it and what happens will happen. But over the last few years, I've focused on setting goals. Now that could start with just the vision board if you're that way inclined and you can sit there and think, what would I want my life to look like? Or what would I want my business to look like and do some cutting and sticking and get some magazines out. And if that's the kind of person you are, if you're a visual person, or it can just be you writing stuff down on a piece of paper, you know, what do you want your life to be like? Have you got any health goals? Have you got any business goals? You can do it for all areas of your life or different ones. And I think how I stay moving forward, like Kerry said, quite often in the day to day, we forget things. And then you've not done it. You wanted to write a book, but you've not done it. You know, you've just forgotten about it. It's been put on the back burner. So everything I do, I think of goals over a year and it may be like seven to 12 big goals in a year, but you can decide. And then I would break them down into quarters. So which ones does it make more sense to do January, 
February, March, which one's, you know, at the end of the year. And then I keep on breaking those down. So every goal, I break down into smaller steps. And then I take those smaller steps and I break them down even more. And it's that sort of minute detail, really, which I actually then put on my calendar. So every day I'm doing things that will build up to me reaching my goal without me thinking, you know, I didn't do that goal. I I forgot about that. It it escaped me. It never escapes me because I've totally broken it down. And I know like when I was writing my book, I wrote my book from scratch to published in 90 days. And I did that by just sticking to however many thousands of words a day I knew I had to write. And it was just in, you know, write two and a half thousand words was in my diary every day. So even if I miss one day, I know I just have to catch up one day. It's not two months down the line. And I think, oh, God, I completely forgot about that goal. And if you have a vision board, putting it up in your office or in your kitchen or somewhere so that you do remember it as well. And you remember why you're working so hard for these things, because none of it is easy, is it? You know, yeah. as Kerry can attest to. So I think having your goal or your vision or whatever it is in a prominent place, but then having that the foresight to kind of break it down and, and keep on breaking it down. So it's not good enough to break it, write in a book just to have it broken down into right content. You need to know how many words you need to write every day. You need to know every part of the design of it, the cover, what aspects are going to go into each of those categories that all combine to you writing a book or whatever your dream is. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. I think it's also important, like you said, to acknowledge that maybe if the creative side of it is not your bag, then that's also completely okay. Because I think there's so many like online workshops and goal setting for this and vision boarding. And and if it doesn't resonate with you, then it's never going to make any sense. You know, it's like finding something that works for you. And if actually what works for you is writing something down in a diary and seeing it like that, seeing what you're going to do this week that's going to add up to that big thing, even if that big thing is five years down the line, if that is going to work for you, it's all about what is going to work for your personality type and what your lifestyle is. I mean, tons of us, we've all bought those courses. We've all bought those <laughs> workshops. We've all been on Pinterest and done it. None of us haven't. But we're kind of like subscribing to something that doesn't work. Like I am an excellent big thinker, but I'm really crap with detail. Like That's Abby why we go so this. well this together. Is, we've always said that we would be like the best entrepreneur if we were one person. <laughs> not to because I have like the creative side and she's amazing with detail and like I come to learn like you have I think like what works for me I need someone to really shout me into getting the small details done because I can sit in big vision for like years and actually just be thinking of the huge goal and not doing the little things that get me to the huge goal and and likewise with you like you're really good at the detail thing but you're not always going for that big thing on you don't find reaching for that big thing is easy so it's like recognizing what your personality type is your learning type and and just accepting that finding what works for you a little bit more which is very very helpful well done you extra gold star (laughs) our third point for today to round off is like talking to your early stage business self so the tip that you would go back and tell Abby when she was first starting out that would help her the most to get her to where you are now what do you think that would be I think it would be I am a terrible workaholic and (laughs) yes she is and I think that my tip would have to be that it's okay to take breaks this sounds so like (laughs) anti-me I used to think 
and I still probably do a little bit that self-care is like a luxury it's something that I haven't got time for and self-care is all fluffy slippers and bubble baths and I'm too much of a kind of go-getter like action let's just get it done person to be bothered with any of that but not really taking any of that seriously and actually self-care isn't that it can be whatever you want it to be if you want it to be sitting in the car for half an hour reading the book getting away from the kids that might not look like self-care to someone else but that's self-care to you self-care is anything that gives you a bit of a break and time to restore your energy and your you know white space and stuff and I think it's really really important because I didn't take any breaks and I used to sit at my computer for hours and not move and a couple of years ago actually caused a near fatal pulmonary embolism so it's like a big deal you know I sat there and I didn't move my legs and I got a deep vein thrombosis that could have killed me and it sounds too dramatic but it absolutely is true and I think that although I'm not 100% perfect at this I now know that sometimes it is better for me to step away from the computer and for me it's always that my worth is tied up in how well I do my job so I don't always feel like the best mum and I certainly pretty much never feel like the best wife but I know I'm bloody good at my job and so whatever that job is whether that's working for other people or do my own thing I know that I can really like turn it on and do the job and so I get my self-worth from that so I just work harder and harder and harder it knowing that that's gonna fill gaps yeah. potentially and I think that's only some sort of realization that's come over the last few years of like, why do I feel the need to work that hard all the time? You know, and it's, it is because of that. That's what I've kind of come to that conclusion. So I think it's figuring out, my biggest tip would be, it's okay to take breaks, but also figuring out what self-care looks like to you and how you can call it something else. It doesn't have to be called self-care, you know, but make sure you're taking those breaks just to physically restore yourself, but also mentally restore ourselves. I think as mums, lots of us are mums and we've got so much stuff being piled on us whether we're kind of realizing it or not it's all going in and I think we need that time to put it all aside go into a chick lit novel or whatever it is that you want to watch the real housewives like Kerry something that gives you a bit of you back again I think is the most important thing yeah and I think for so many women who come out of the workplace or their work life looks different after they've had children I've met and I'm friends with and have spoken to so many women whose self-worth is completely tied up in the way they work. I will raise my hand on that. You know, I know that it's the thing that I feel I have control over when I don't have control of a lot of other things in my life that I think, well, that is the one thing that I can perfect to crazy Mm -hmm. and can also have this kind of feeling of control over. And that is where I get my self-worth always have and I don't think you can change it I think it's more that awareness of it but it's really key to think about how you deal with that when your life has changed especially when you've got really young children at home and like you give over most of your day your entire body and your (laughs) and your life to your children all of your mind to see babies it's easy to see how you can go down that route of giving yourself over to the maybe the more negative aspects of work becoming a workaholic you know really striving for that because dare I say it it might be the only bit you enjoy because certainly for me when I had Fred at home and he was really young it's like the thing that we shouldn't say I didn't enjoy it 
I found it was boring and I thought like oh my god this is the thing I wanted like I wanted this what was I thinking like I just want to go back to work (laughs) and and I found I couldn't say that I I didn't have people I could say that to like I was all sitting with them going oh lord I should be enjoying this as much as they're enjoying this which is probably why we've talked about like the baby group thing I just could not stick I think I went once and I left before it even finished so I have no friends that know me from a baby group but people struggle with that don't they so it's very difficult to navigate looking after yourselves keep on trucking through (laughs) Abby it has been a joy as always for our catch-up thank you for having me on come I will pop all of Abby's details in the show notes if you would like to connect to her you can find her on Instagram she posts a lot so you'll be able to pick her up well you know I see you posting, so so that'll be good. People can find you over there. I'll pop the details if you would like to give her a follow. And thank you very much for joining me.